Hi, and welcome to the Still Telling It Like It Is program. I'm Apostle Baker J. Baker, who is a doctor in psychology, and I am, I get so stoked on Wednesdays when I get to hang out with my friend, Apostle Barry Cook, Dr. Apostle Barry Cook, with all, all so many initials behind his name. Any rate, uh, if you were, uh, if you heard him in the convergence, I know that if you heard him on iHeart, you probably thought he was black. But because uh, he got down in so many ways, but the things he brought, <laughs> the things he brought forth, he sounded like a Kojak preacher. Anyway, the things that he 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 uh, brought forth were were just um, something that every kingdom dweller, every person of the kingdom of God needs. And without any further talking about him, oh, push your buttons and invite friends and family and enemies and all of those people to join us. And come on, Barry, Apostle Barry. And talk to us. Dr. Baker, once again, it's such an honor to be with you today. I tell you, it's uh, I look forward to the times I get to share with you always. And uh, it was great having you here in Houston um, over the last weekend. And uh, many of those listening, I'm sure, were here also. Fantastic time and looking forward to Louisiana next month. Praise God for the things that love and unity love-unity.org are doing today. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, I'm playing around, but man, as you know, I got, um, uh, you know, this burden in my spirit and, you know, my passion has been been leaderships for years and ever since, even from a young age, but um, took a long time and um, of, of training, developing, learning, um, and failing, training, developing, learning. And uh, I, I do have a doctorate's degree in leadership and, and, in church growth, which is a lot for people. They're like, oh, church growth this. But the thing is, is church growth, the, the concepts you learn in church, church growth are not bad. You just have to adapt them. Spirit has to be first. And, uh, you know, spirit, the, the, the um, structures have to serve the spirit and the calling and the grace and revelation and all of that kind of stuff. Let me try to push my door shut here a little. But, um, you know, in... Um, as our times are changing, you know, people were talking about the Grammys the other day and they were talking about the, you know, well, everybody, um, you know, all these people, they did this, they acted this way, they worshiped the devil and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, yeah. Th th and, and then on the, the other show, then the Super Bowl, they go to the opposite and they're all talking about, you know, well, they came against the fact they used the name Jesus and all this kind of stuff. Like, like, I, do they not have Bibles? Like, the wheat and tear are going to grow up together. That's how it's going to be. So it's not going to stop. It's just going to get worse. It's going to be more emphasized. But their job is not to be focused on everybody that's doing wrong. It's to be the wheat. Then be the wheat. You know, the, the salt and, the, you know, we've got to be the salt of the earth. And that's why I don't have a problem being salty. Neither do you. <laughs> we salty already. We salt in both usage of the word, you know. And uh, the urban urban dictionary usage of the word, <laughs> you know, feisty and responsive and interactive and energetic. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll talk to you. I mean, but, you know, uh, that's the flip side of it. Uh, at the same time, all these extremes are, are they got a crack in the overall arc of covering that's over us. And they got a crack in it. I don't have to blame leadership. It could be anybody. It's irrelevant. It could be any party. That's the problem. Well, if this party was in, if that'll never happen. Uh, wheats 
tares, sheeps, goats. It didn't say rich, poor, politics, non-politics. They're everywhere. Good, bad, and ugly is everywhere. Um, sometimes they congregate more in certain places. <laughs> However, you know, I'm thinking, well, the guy does the, uh, the, 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 you know, the unholy song. And I mean, people have been listening to that song this whole time. You know, it's been on TikTok. It's been all over. It's been playing behind things. It just got put in nobody saying anything. Then it gets a little front seat. And I'm thinking, you know, we, we've been warming up to this for a long time. We've let things be okay for a long time. And then on the flip side of that is, isn't the world going to be the world? I mean, and shouldn't then the church be the church? And every time they tell us that we can't do something, then we tell them, well, you can't do that either then. I mean, we just have to be an equal. There has to be changes in leadership paradigms, my subject matter for today. So there has to be, you know, the drastic need, I think, uh, for spiritual changes and spiritual leadership paradigms is obvious. And, and our leaders don't know what to do. They don't know how to, they're still caught up in their last uh, um, user-friendly phrase where they wouldn't, you know, they just didn't talk about anything that might confront or, or offend from a pulpit, even if it was in the text. They just avoided it, overlooked it. I've been in so many services there about 10 years ago, I guess, uh, maybe a little less, um, where, where the pastor would read the text, skip verse nine, because it said something controversial. And then now we're going to read verses four through eight. Then we're going to then we're going to um, read finish with verse ten uh, or verse nine. And I'm like, okay, you just skipped eight. Why did you? Then I got that makes me want to go read eight. And I read it. I'm like, well, no wonder. But he tells everybody, just follow me on the screen. I'm like, well, just because you told me that, I'm not going to do it. And then if I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have seen you skipped it. You know, because it just the way they even presented it was like you didn't even notice it. And now they have skillfully worked to deceive Christians from understanding what the Bible says so that the word doesn't have a chance to penetrate. Then we turn around and say, well, these people are in church. I don't know why they act like that. I'm talking about leadership. Both have responsibility. And, and if I had to, honestly, I think the text running through my spirit the most right now is Judges chapter five, verse two, and it says, when brave leaders lead, the people willingly offer themselves. Oh, bless the Lord. <laughs> when brave leaders lead, the people willingly offer themselves. So I oftentimes when people say, well, I don't really have any, um, any um, um, leaders in my church. I'm thinking then you're not challenging your people because if you preach passionately from your spirit, the word of God, it automatically has been pre-programmed in its DNA to do a work and accomplish task. So that's why I tell people all the time, the results you get is always connected to, to the, 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 the full diet of, of your presentation. Because we, well, you know, not all my people are saved much. You can't just feed them. You have to at least show them. I mean, that, that baby might gum that piece of bacon, but you let them get a hold of that. They'll, they'll want it. They can't do nothing with it, but suck on it for several minutes and swallow it, you know. But, but the deal is they get a taste for it. And I'm not talking about getting all our kids hooked on bacon. I'm obviously talking about 
<laughs> you know, get them hooked on the word of God. When they're used to that baby food, it's like it's like my dog. You know, I for the longest time I didn't give him any table scraps just because I didn't want I didn't want to mess with it. And then one day I wasn't thinking. I I chopped something that fell on the floor and I said, "Go ahead, here's another one." And then I and then I messed him up for two weeks. It took me to turn him around. He just wouldn't eat. He was willing to starve to to get that again and not get this. But unfortunately, we have Christians who aren't willing to starve for it. Matter of fact, they get mad if you give them something different and better. And, and and But the environment requires that we have people and ministers that rise to this level. And whether the, and whether the leaders want to or not, we're in a state where, again, if we don't stay salty, we lose our savor, we lose our strength, and we lose our value, you know, which is the word savor. It's what it means. We lose our ability to influence. We lose our ability. I mean, salt doesn't change a piece of meat into a piece of salt. It just keeps it from decaying. <laughs> and, and that's the presence of the Lord in a nation. That's the presence of the Lord in a church. That's a pre- You might not have everybody what you want to, but everybody is dying. They're still worshiping. They're still praising. They're still giving. They're still bringing people to church. They'll still, they might still be struggling because they're not pushing in, but, but they're still living in that place uh, with the Spirit. And those are the ones that they might not even be speaking up. But they know the difference when I know so many, I'm just, I'm just being honest. I don't know how to say this without, I don't, cause I don't want to say this one in a way because it always goes sideways, but there's so many people that were confused about, about what to stand for in politics that, that I watched through this administration, how there was so many folks that weren't necessarily, you know, over on a conservative side because of other policies and other things. But through us being able to rip the covers back and seeing what's going on, they're like, okay, well, we're going to stand for what we believe now. And I'm thinking, why didn't you do that the whole time? Because you stuck to your race choice or you stuck your perception. Because, I mean, who knows? Everybody says they're not a racist. But, um, you know, that ain't that the, the devil is a liar <laughs> anyway. <laughs> You know, it's in this changing environment, though, that that a, a new dimension of leadership is desperately, desperately needed. It, it needs a leadership that cannot be dominated or fashioned by the environment. And I'm not talking about getting along with it. I'm not one of those that say, "Don't participate, don't go to this, and don't go to that." I mean, I mean, I'm I'm still going to be let my little light shine. It ain't going out because you're dark and crabby and nasty. I mean, mine doesn't have to go out. That's not who I am or what I am. So why do I care? I mean, I see who folks are. They see who I am. And I'm sure, and they probe hard enough, they find out. They also find out I'm willing to stand, but I'm also there to chill. So what do we do? We fight a, Do we fight a dance? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> who are you going to say? You know, it's really interesting when you said, when you read this, it's really powerful. But the other part of it is, is that, you know, my daughter, Pastor Lanzine, right? Yes. Yes. Her I father do. died. Uh, he's, he was from Houston. Her father died. And so, but he thought he was a Buddhist. So oh. they're having a funeral this that Friday for him. It's a Buddha funeral. They get, oh. They're giving her five minutes to speak. Do you think she is going to waste that five minutes knowing she comes from me? Do you think she's going to waste that five minutes? She's going into a dark place. Yeah. Okay, where they're talking about, oh, all of them spirits. And she says, oh, yeah. but the spirit that's in me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So it, it, it's like that when you talked about salt, salt yeah. also gives flavor. If we're not flavor, ain't nobody going to want to taste us. Who wants to eat it? The Bible says that who wants to eat an egg with no salt? I know. I know. You know, we have to have leaders that are fashioned by the power of God, the life-changing power of God, and the grace of God. And, 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 and then these leaders have to have renewed thought patterns. I mean, we've got to challenge ourselves to our thought patterns, constantly asking ourselves, why do I believe this? Where did this come from? Is it effective? Is it not effective? Why is it not? If it's still biblical and it's not effective, what's the missing component? Is it me that's missing? Is it, am I aligned? Pro- there's, there's, we, we have to be closer to God and further away from the environments, um, you know, forming us so that we can make sure that we're being formed into current vessels. Always talking about, you know, um, you know, new, new wine skin, new wine skin. And unfortunately, many of the people preaching that are still living and walking in old wine skins. You know, the king, just because they use new verbiage or teach on new things doesn't mean they're not operating from old wineskins. I know somebody hears me out there, but the, the kingdom concepts and values are the source of strength for daily living. And, and that's not just something I remember pastoring in my early days. And I would think to myself, man, I preach all this stuff on Sunday. But what does it really have to do? I mean, I live right. I'm not talking about not living right. I'm not talking about that. But I, mean, I was preaching, I was pastoring, but I'm thinking, all this stuff, we're like, where do I live? Where is all this? How does all? I mean, it's like I still had this separate, these separate, you know, one was this world and one was that one, but they, they, this was my Christian walk and this was my, my ministry walk. And I'm just like, well, how come they don't really, the language doesn't merge, the, the, everything doesn't really merge. You know, it's like, um, and then I began to realize that, that was part of my walk. You know, I had an old, an old saint that pulled me to the side one day and she said, son, what's troubling you? And I said, oh, just a couple things on my mind. And she said, let me tell you the answer to your problem. <laughs> I love old saints. Where did they go? They all died off. And we, I know, but you know what I'm saying. And we didn't re- reproduce new ones. It's like, cause man, they were so sweet, so mean and so straightforward and so loving. Just all of it in one, you know, and, uh, but it was beautiful. And she, she, you know, she pulled me to the side and told me, she goes, son, we all walk this walk, keep going. They'll merge together. And when they do, your whole life will take on a whole nother anointing. It was just like, better not, it's no big deal. And she explained, told me a couple of stories and went right on to something else, changed my life. But you know, that doesn't make sense to you if you're not trying to walk the walk, number one. Because you can sit back, well, that just all offends me. Why would I ever want to be like that? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm God loves me for who I am. I'm the separate human being, and he, he loves me for who I am. And you can't do that. You can't make me feel shame for telling me that. I'm like, oh, Jesus, you're right, honey. Just keep going. You know, you keep going. Because they'll cross that path one day. Then they'll be frustrated. They'll wake up in the church, and they'll think, I, don't, I am not really this, and neither are any of these people in here. What's missing? You're right on the verge of birthing something else. You know, now these two worlds are colliding. Like I preached on the conference. Now, now the God man is becoming one man. (laughs) And that's where the point of reproduction, that's another reason why throwing people too close, too soon in the ministry until those two things merge. Um, 
you know, because that's why you guys nowadays, y'all call me in the middle. Are you talking? Your microphone. What did you say? You tell me what I said, woman. I can't remember. <laughs> that's why. That's why calling people too quick into what? Yeah, calling two people, two people too quick in the ministry because the two the two arenas didn't merge, haven't merged yet, and and that you can't make them merge. You can say it all you want, but they'll merge one day, and then. When you preach a message about you don't steal from other people or you don't borrow money from folks and don't don't pay it back, then you don't turn around and do it in your personal life. They have to merge. And I'm not even talking about it could be things like you're preaching on on the apostolic and you're preaching on advancing the gospel. But realistically, all that means is you do that when somebody books you a place to preach. And if they don't book you a place, place to preach then it isn't part of your life. You know, it, 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 matter of fact, it's no relevance to you really. Um, anyway, you know, ooh, Lord Jesus, let me, let me keep rolling here. <laughs> but I think the reason that we haven't made that merge. Mark, I bet you Pastor Mark Fox is jumping up and down right now. <laughs> he knows that that's true. Oh, oh like is the comments on there. Is that what it is? Oh yeah. Yeah, for this reason, they're not manipulated by man, nor do they become paralyzed by the fear of failure or defeat, because those aren't the measures of their ministry. Boom. That's why I need that keyboard, right? Yeah, I need, I need that gravy out to spray this one a little bit to lube it up. But I'm just telling you, you know, that those, until they merge, we're still running these two mindsets with it. You know, it's like you, you, you call somebody and you say, Hey man, um, can you fill in for me in 30 minutes on this subject? I'm like, yeah, let me wash my face off and I'll be right there. And I sit down and I think, I don't think about the Bible. I don't go through notes. First thing I think about is what have I been, what have I been, been, been trained by the spirit of the Lord? I started to say, you know, what have I been uh, sent off to boot camp on? Was this one of the things? Yes, it was. What did I learn? What was the problem? And by the time I get on, that's running through my spirit. And then the scriptures that come out are the scriptures that God taught me in that incident, learning that. And he still can pull them out and go, when I'm lagging on that subject and snap the back of my legs. And, uh, with the, and I'm like, what? Oh, that's right. We went through this two years ago in February. Yeah, I remember. I'm No, no. Don't want to do that again. I got it. And I let me go back to the text that you gave me then. I pull it back up and boom. And you think when I speak, I'm not going to have passion with it. And, you know, people are like, you're always just so excited. And I'm like, oh, my God. I, I you know, I'm I, you pull the word up and the words active and living. I think we preach this. That's what I'm saying. When's it going to merge and not just be the oh, he's getting he's getting excited. No, he's being who he is. That should be the case, you know, but we got our preacher voice, our preacher volume, our preacher. Anyway, anyway, I'm going to keep going. And you might say something like, yeah, but you, you know, you hoping a little bit something. I hope in the, I hope in the grocery store sometime. I hope in Best Buy the other day. I said, what I'm trying to tell you is I want to get, and the guy just started, he just starts laughing and it opened up a conversation the whole time. He's helping me with this, with that, um, you know, uh, figure out the camera thing. You know, I'm carrying, I'm just happy. I'm just carrying on. 
and we ended up talking about the Lord and church and everything else. And I didn't say nothing spiritual. I just that poor little gravy on it. Don't tell me you can't be yourself. That's so lame. So lame. That's people that don't do it because they're still living in old wine skin, stubby, nubby, crusty, and chunky. <laughs> anyway, anyway, 20 minutes. I got a couple more minutes there. I had to make it to my points. Okay. The type of leadership that I'm talking about draws spiritual resources from heaven and they live by God's grace. Wait, let me say that again. They draw spiritual resources from heaven. I'm not saying they don't procure it on the earth. I'm saying they draw it from heaven and then they know. People ask me all the time, well, aren't you panicking about this? Why aren't you panicking? I said, I've been walking with him too long. I said, I know. If I First, I go back in and plug in that spot and start pushing on it. Then we start talking about that area. Then he gives me instructions on what to do. You know, but I just, I can't, my mind, I can't settle my mind to do that. We, that's maturity. You've got to make yourself do that. You've got to grow. And if, and, and I'm sorry that all the fathers of spiritual father around me, folk don't, but don't mind waiting. Don't mind waiting. I carry things in my spirit for years sometimes. And then everybody's always, why don't you do this? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do this? I'm like, and every time I've tried to get off and do it another way, it always, and some of the time I'm thinking I was Jonah on their boat. Like I was like, I done told you, Jack. So, and they throw you out or you jump. One, And I, that's what I've done lately. First couple ones, I probably jump. Now I just go, <laughs> I help myself. Thank you. Because I'm ready to get back in the will of God. So. And obviously this ain't it. So anyway, you know, uh, we've got to have people that are prophetic in perspective and purpose. Their style of leadership anointing centers on the prophetic, on the apostolic, and on the pastoral. They're pastoral when they're dealings with the needs of men and, and, they're, and they're compassionate over the souls of men. They're evangelist in nature, but they're prophetic in sight. And they're apostolic in the methods in which they use to build. Does that make sense? You know, so I think one of the main reasons, and I'll probably just, this will be the last thing I probably get on this show, but, you know, is we haven't let Jesus be the forerunner. <laughs> We've let, you know, be in our marketing, be the for our new book. So we're positive on the day that it, because our book's being released, that we wrote a year ago, haven't looked at it or seen it, preached the messages already, but it's being released. Now we have to do a new series on it so we can develop the DVDs for it. So we can, all of that's the will of God, you're sure? I, I used to do that stuff. Yeah. And I did make more money that way. But was I right? No, I wasn't right. I mean, shoot. That's why I say I don't recommend some of the pathways I've had to take to learn things, but whatever your pathway, you need to learn it, you know, because it's hindering our generations to come from being prepared for the future, knowing what to carry, what to do, and how to advance. And it's the leadership's fault. It's my fault. It's your fault. It's everybody's fault that is a leader. We have to think more strategically about this kind of stuff. The future is evolving so quickly that it takes a shift in perspective of leadership to keep abreast, to keep up with the changes and find the right apostolic strategies to be effective in the middle of it. Last two sentences and I quit. 
only one thing is certain. I, I say cynicism, whatever it comes out. God, God had thoughts, I guess. God's been there in the future. And he knows what it'll be like already. So the best thing we can do is stay aligned with him. And those who know God and those that walk with God are going to get qualified in this next generation because they've been being purged and they've been being prepared. And when I talk about, when I say leadership, I'm supposing, you know, that means that you have patience and character and emotional maturity, conversation skills, because people always say, well, I'm leading. I I tell you what, he don't. You're not arrogant and, and, and obnoxious and don't know how to talk people and don't know how to have a plan, don't know how to execute it, don't know how to communicate it, don't know how to brainstorm in a session. You only know how to tell people what to do. That's that's um, that's kindergarten yard play. That's not that's not moving good people in a direction together and getting them on board and getting them committed to executing. So I'm excited because I believe that we're at a good spot. I believe there's an anointing already here for us. I believe there's a spirit of grace waiting on us to step in because I think that God supplies everything that's needed for this time, you know, for whatever time that is, because again, he's already been there. He knew, he knew, he knew about people being singing on the whole and everybody, and I ain't a big deal, but he he knows whatever you pick. He knows, he knows about all of that. His question is not, are they going to do it or not? His question is, what are we going to do? What are we going to do, Dr. B? Well, one thing we're going to do is you said something that we're going to handle on the next program. Uh, And you talked about in this thing that there needed to be emotional maturity. And I believe that one of the reasons that we're where we are right now is because we have people that are still complaining about what happened before because the emotional maturity is not there mm-hmm. they whine they cry it, it's like uh uh it, it, and and i'm talking about apostles and prophets evangelists pastors and teachers yeah and you know things are happening right now yeah. things are merging they're talking about one world order all of these different things that they've been talking about forever but all of these things are happening and so i really want to talk about emotional maturity on our next program. I really want you to delve into it. And I think that everyone here, that way, uh, one of the things that Apostle Barry does is allows us to check ourselves. And it's really about that. It's not about looking at somebody else, but it's about check yourself, check yourself, you know, check yourself. So Before you wreck program, yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this program is about helping you and that's why we're here still telling it like it is. This is Apostle Baker J. Baker, who is a doctor in psychology, and Apostle Barry Cook, who is a doctor in methodology. He's a doctor in theology. He's a, he's a lot of doctors, okay? And um, I just love being with my friends. So we will be back next week when we're here still telling it like it is. Please join us. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Kingdom First TV, your station for kingdom inspiration.